scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this is Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories. But also, this is Tina. 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 Wah, 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 wah. Bah, 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 bah. Teresa Tina Nutter, who you may remember from episode. The one about Philly Byberry Hospital. Yeah. She was in Guestoberfest. And you guys also might remember in our last episode, we talked, we about, talked about Teresa. And we were like, Teresa should come on the show. And we should probably not talk shit about Teresa because she isn't here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So guess what? Teresa's here. I'm like Candyman, man. You just say my name three times and I appear. She's there. So we were like, Teresa, <laughs> Teresa, Teresa. Here she is. Bam. Y'all talking shit? Yeah, but we specifically <laughs> said in the episode that you have not listened to yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little behind on my... Yeah, okay, whatever. Mm. In the episode you haven't listened to, we did specifically <laughs> say we really hope she can come on the show so that we can talk shit to her face yes. so we don't feel as bad talking right. shit about but her I right also, now. Yeah, so you asked if we talked about your... Um, party that you went to and I was like I did I didn't go into detail but I also talked about the time that you uh, had a uh, sorted affair with Ooh, the yeah. operative who yeah. I don't believe it I okay. don't believe it well you wouldn't believe it because that's also, the point the previous time that she was on was episode 22 guest Toberfest Gritty Bowl oh that's right we talked about Gritty had just come he into just, the, the he, scene he just came into our ether that we know yeah. as life and I just made a Gritty mask at work this week I don't remember what life was like before Gritty I don't want to remember what life was like before Gritty it was but terrible tell us about the guy that you didn't really <laughs> The apparent double agent, oh, agent secret agent man, Egyptian this is secret where you, agent. This is was where it? you play secret agent man, like in the edit. All right, like, hold on. Here we go. Agent man, secret. Okay. Do we have to pay for that? No, oh, it was less than I fifteen think, seconds. Yeah, I, was I, say, think. I think we did it short enough. We don't actually play it, and we didn't. Do I, so I shouldn't put it in there. Don't actually, they know that song. He's so, given you. They've given you a number like and taken away your name. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> Tell us how you met him. Okay, so back in college, I was in D.C. for a conference. I was performing there, and I, like, wasn't performing until, like, Sunday. So I had, like, four days to do whatever I wanted. So I'm at- You mean do whoever you wanted. Thank you for listening to Dead Time Stories. Thank you. We're done now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we were, uh, I was at a bar, and him and his friend were, like, looked over and saw me in my very sexy friend Christina and um like they came over and we just started talking and I hit I hit it up well with this guy like he was very smart and friendly and like my friend Christina left and like I was still at the bar with this guy and we were chatting and he was like would you like want to hang out tomorrow night like what are like you know you're not doing anything and I was like sure so he picked me up and like brought me back (laughs) Oh, this sounds really bad. Brought me back to his basement apartment. <laughs> okay, Teresa. <laughs> Teresa's making good choices. <laughs> it was like in a home. Like the family was upstairs. Like they were renting. So a lot. what a lot of people do in like Arlington is they rent out 
like their finished basements to state workers because the turnover rates are so high and they make a ton of money by doing I that. I stayed at an Airbnb, my first Airbnb in Chicago, where we were in like the house, the main house, but she rented out the basement apartment to somebody mm-hmm. else. And she was like, the only time you might see him is coming and going out of the back because he's right. got his own entrance or if you use the laundry room. Yeah. It's a shared laundry so room, they it. had to share the kitchen, basically, but because, again, he like works for the government, they work crazy hours, so like he wasn't really at home, but like told them he was doing this thing. He made me a delicious dinner. Uh, I want to say it was it was vegetarian. I can't quite remember. I think I don't remember exactly what we ate, but because he wiped your memory, he did. He's a secret agent. agent. Cool, yeah. Um, and like. <laughs> We started talking about all sorts of things, like really like beautiful theological conversations and like what it means to be alive and like religion and stuff. And like then like and I noticed he wasn't really talking about what he did. And I was like, oh, yeah. So like, what do you do? You're like CIA agent or something like being me and being an asshole. And like the color in his face just like fell. And I was like, get the hell out of here. Like, you're just messing with me because like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you? And again, like, I know you're not going to believe I see your look in your face and that's totally fine. But he said, yeah, like he worked for the CIA. He was basically pulling double agent status, essentially. Uh, he came to America from Egypt as like a 13 year old, I think, or like like a young kid. And but he still had family there and his family had terroristic ties. I don't know if it was like Al Qaeda or ISIS or whatever it was, but like it was this terrorist organization. Um, and they I guess they thought that he was dead and they didn't know he was still alive. And the government basically Sarah. wanted to like what? use him. I'm listening. I'm reacting. Like, can't even tell you her. She's telling it I to am, me because yeah. I'm not making faces. Yeah. So anyway, it was just ridiculous. So and he basically also told me that essentially he had to go back to this village in Egypt to uncut, like I guess finish the operation or whatever. But his mother basically told his family that he was still alive because she was back she went back to egypt and he said the government's not going to protect me i know when i go there i'm on my own my family's going to kill me or the government's going to kill me so like this is my last night of like because he was literally like going out the next day he's like this is my last night so he's like if you just want to have fun that'd be great and i was like okay so we did three shots of hennessy went to a club downtown danced our faces off like had the best time like super fun like took me to this awesome club we kept dancing and like awesome then we went back to his place and then like we made out like it wasn't like he didn't try anything and then asked and then we did the beast with two backs and took me home the next day and was just like, you're a wonderful person and I wish you great things and good luck. And he kissed me goodbye and I've never seen him again. Yeah. But this is like a pattern because every time I go to a foreign country or meet someone from a foreign country, something crazy happens. More often than not, the pattern is I sleep with them. But... (laughs) Like, that's crazy but now she's married so now it's i'm married so like it's totally so. different. but they're still a little i mean yeah jorge tried it jorge did jorge tried it and was not successful so <laughs> jorge jorge again mm-hmm. if you listen to the last episode was there oh, gentleman caller friend yes the gentleman in, of the night Paris. we won't be telling that story right yeah no i no. can't because chris my husband like we we want to tell it together. It's one of those stories that like it's cool when you hear it, but like you need both of our perspectives because we we diverge in the night and like there's a whole second half of the story that happens that is ridiculous, but it was awesome. Let's just say something crazy happened. 
It's because it's a bit. They're working up their bit. Yeah, that's and exactly now they're what like, it is. We don't want to give it away. No, that's Just exactly like you what said, it is. If you listen to the last episode, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. But anyway, you yeah, know, we immediately uh, so, called it. <laughs> so yeah, like, it, but so to all, tell everyone listening, I got married in April, uh, April sixth. These two were there. It was great. Yes. Um, and then my Dance husband, faces off. <laughs> yeah. And then my husband and I went to um, Paris, Amsterdam, and Dublin for our honeymoon. And I'll be talking about my experience in Paris later. But yeah, so it was. That's kind of where we're at. And I'm an old woman now. I'm married. I'm boring. But you know what's not boring? Ghost. Ghost. But also, it's not boring. It's my brewmate cup. All right. <laughs> Teresa's drinking out of this really cool cup she wants to tell you guys about. We are all drinking an alcoholic adulty beverage. Yes. So having a I good would love ladies to time. drink more out of my own brewmate, uh, which is a fabulous company that we would love to have sponsor us. So, so tell us all about brewmate. Yeah. Teresa. All right. Tell us about so, how great it is and how can we get one of our no, own. Because I would love to have a glass out of brewmate while we're brewmate. every time we do a show. I know. Right. Brewmate. So let me tell you all about brewmate. Okay. Brewmate, are you listening? Brewmate. Here's, here's the deal. So B-R-U I are you with umlaut? Got, I yeah. I got all my bridesmaids like cheap like thermoses like like stemless like wine glasses to keep their drinks in during my bachelorette party we were there we saw them right but because i'm the bride i was like i want something classy so i like googled like best like thermal wine glass whatever and brewmate was the first one to pop up and i read the reviews and they were insane so if you pour a cool beverage in this glass it will remain the same temperature for 24 hours shut up i shit you not okay 20, are you about to show uh, to give us an example? Yeah. This has been in the class like, for twenty four hours. Yesterday. So I poured my my beverage. Uh, you picked me up today. What like twelve thirty? It wasn't even twelve thirty. Okay, yeah. I put this in at eleven forty five this morning into the insulated wine bottle. Ooh, right, she pours, it's so pretty. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really pretty. It's like yeah. this Take glittery. Take a sip out of that. All right. Dark rainbow. All right, let's see. You feel that it's chilly on the outside. Yeah, so on the outside, it just feels like warm plastic. It's got like a sippy cup top. Like it does. Like Mm -hmm. ready for like metal around the rim. All right. Right. Is it cold? It's cold. It's chilly. That's ice cold. Oh my god, brewmate! So they have like koozies. They have growlers. They have the wine bottles. You can fit a whole entire bottle of wine. It'll keep it at the temperature for twenty four hours. It's amazing. They come in awesome colors. This is charcoal glitter it's, it's like beautiful. it is so pretty it's super pretty and i love them so much and i love oh, you guys so much like so brewmate if you're listening Cheers. please sponsor us anyway so now that that's done <laughs> okay. so brewmate so i us. have two tiny little things yeah. and one of them is not necessarily an update but it's something that I stumbled upon because, y'all, I ain't joking when I say I keep up with the story I've been bringing to you for the last year. We're going to talk a little bit about the pooper intendant. Our favorite character. Pooper intendant. So last we heard, of course, he has um, filed a federal lawsuit against the police department for releasing his mugshot. I keep up with the story. That last part broke May 1st. We are now on May... When is it? The 19th? It's the 19th. There's yeah. been an update since then? There hasn't been an update. Oh, But okay. I was checking to see if there was an update. And while I was checking to see if there was an update, I somehow stumbled upon something that I had not stumbled upon before. And that no is his one. Twitter account. Oh! <laughs> shit! Hashtag, I was like, how did I not find Literally. his Twitter 
So um, he has not posted anything since October of 2018. Okay. But his second to last post what's his, made me. What's his ta- his handle? It's his name. Uh, Tom Tramaglini. And you can find it. T-O-M-T-R-A-M-A-G-L-I-N-I. Tell us about it. And I'll probably follow him. It's just, a. it's honestly, his bio is um, Thomas Tramaglini is an educator, consultant, analyst, and leader. He spent 20 years working to close both the opportunity and achievement gaps. What but does he that even mean? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but his second post that he posted in September of 2018 is just one of these inspirational posts that says, dig deep and stick with it. Like my poop. And I just find it really funny because I guess he dug he deep was like, and stuck you know, with running. He and was like, you know what? I hate pooping in the I bushes, but I feel so I gotta, good about running. I've got to dig deep and stick, stick with, with it. it. I got to dig deep and I got to stick with it. And if that means I have to poop behind these bleachers every day for three weeks, then so it's not me, my God school. Gotta do it it is not do. my school. Dig deep and poop it. Yeah. Hashtag dig deep and poop it. Ha- hashtag dig deep and poop it. So on top of that, I also have a shitty fact, one of my 365 facts that'll scare the shit out of you. And it's relevant because our pooper intendant could go to this country and he would be fine. And that is that India has the highest number of people who defecate in the open with an estimated 620 million citizens choosing not to use the bathroom. Yeah, that's a it's a real thing. Just out in the open. My friend went to India and was like, it, it's real. It's it says, so real. To help educate the public, the Indian government launched the Poo to Loo campaign in 2014 that employed animated videos, catchy songs, and even a smartphone app to promote proper sanitation practices. Wow. That's actually a really good lead-in to what I'm going to tell y'all in a little bit. You're going to talk about poop, too? I'm not going to talk about poop, but I'm going to talk about, like, sanitary safetyness. All right, that's fair. That's fair. the catacombs. I believe it. Yeah, I just wanted to let good old pooper intendant know he could keep pulling this shit in India. Yeah, he could. If he wanted. You well, see what I did there? They're trying to put a stop to it. Yeah, they're trying, but like w- with it's a not, smartphone app, that, what are they doing? Sesame oh, Street? Do you know how many people are in India? That's going to be a lot. long time. They just have shit in the street everywhere. I'm trying real hard not to touch this joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of it coming off as racist, I guess. That's fair. All right, so at that moment. So I'm like, I'm going to wash my hands of it. We are going to wash. We are going to wipe clean. And we're going to move on to our promo for this week. Promo. So we're promoing again. um, You guys heard our promo for her, but this is Melissa with The Haunted Ride. Uh, Take a listen. Hi, I'm Melissa Cummins from The Haunted Ride, a paranormal podcast dedicated to you and your experiences. I know what it's like to have something happen to you that's unexplainable and how it feels to want to tell someone, but you're concerned they may think you're crazy. Whether it's a disembodied voice, an apparition, or something you just can't explain, this is your place to share it. So come tune in with me every week while we discuss anything and everything that falls into our paranormal and supernatural world. Because ghosts are out there, and if you're not careful, they will get you. Ooh, haunted ride! Fine. (laughs) Fine. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for sending us your promo. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks. Go check her out. Go give her a listen. Um, and without any further ado, Teresa, hey. Stephanie, 
Y'all, Y'all ready, ready to talk, talk about some ghosts? Ooh. Is that the ghost? Yeah. I like that. that We're going to talk ghost. about it? Are we going to yeah. talk shit about it? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's no. talk shit about that ghost. All right. So when I was in Paris, so like I... I like doing like some touristy things, but I don't like to do super touristy things. Like, like I won't like. For example, so we went to Paris on that was the first leg of our honeymoon, and like we walked past the Louvre. We didn't go inside of it. Like I don't need to see the Mona Lisa. Like I'm good. Um, and you can't even get that close to her anyway, because like, because like, there's so many people. There's so many people, and so they have to keep like they have to keep a distance because people like are going to touch it and yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. So like I was like, and it was like a two and a half hour wait. And like I saw the Eiffel Tower, but I didn't go up the Eiffel Tower because it's like, so stuff like that. Like I like to see the things. I don't like to go into them. But the one thing that I really wanted to do is I wanted to go into the French catacombs because like I didn't know much about them. And like, I was like, I think they'd be really cool. Like the pictures that I've seen seem really neat. And so that was the one thing that we did. And we did wait like an hour and we already had time tickets. So that was crazy that we had tickets and we still had to wait an hour. But yeah, so I went into the catacombs and I'll talk a little bit like some history and then I'll like discuss... Like your personal My life? personal experience. Um, I don't have a lot of history. Um, just I don't have like a page and like a paragraph here. Because it's all dead. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't know this, but so how the catacombs came to be was essentially too many people were dying and not enough places to put them. Yeah. And so people were just like hang out here dead body and a lot of people were getting sick and like the sanitary conditions uh, uh, were not shit in great. the street but what really like started it to to, to be was uh, I'm going to uh, my French is terrible so sorry uh the Les Innocents cemetery had collapsed so on May 31st 1780 there's an adjoining wall that had collapsed because of the weight of the graves because they kept like putting people on top of people on top of people on top of people. Oh my god! Yeah, and so just a wave of dead just, bodies just crashed fell. down. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and so what then happened was is the priests and the police got together and literally in the dead of night wheeled dead bodies and dumped them in the quarries. <gasps> there was just these empty quarries in Paris, and they were just like, "Yeah, it's a good place." Bonk. Like people aren't gonna like no one goes to the quarries. Yeah. Like they're not gonna so, suddenly see that yeah. there's just a pile just of dead bodies out there. Of the way. And they were like, "This out is of great. sight, out of mind." Yeah. And I read that, and I was like, "Holy God, what uh, a different time!" I was like, "Oh, what's time to be alive? What's time to be dead? Not to be dead though. Dead sounds I like, awful." I was like, "Oh, that's." That's something gross. Um, and the catacombs that like you see, like when you walk through them, so that didn't happen until I don't have the date. Sorry, y'all. Um, it was definitely like like I think it was like in the eighteen hundreds. Um, so the guy who was in charge of like the Paris mining stuff, um, he's basically was like these are a literal pile of bones we should make them look pretty and like treat this like a mausoleum so his name was uh louis etienne hericate i have no idea like you can look at my <laughs> <laughs> i'm terrible at french this is why no french people like me because i can't i butcher their language um but he was the director of the paris mine inspection service and created like the beautiful display that you see but because they were just 
random bones. He was just like, oh, this femur fits here. Cause so it's just people yeah. all over the place. He was like, oh, take this femur and put it here. Like, that's a terrible French accent, but it's fine. The femur bone connects to the other Wherever. femur bone, which yeah. connects to whichever so, other femur, which connects to a skull, if that's what you got. Right. And so then they were like, yo. Let's run an experiment and see if people want to see this stuff. So they opened it like to like the higher echelon. As, Wait, like, a so private... he started making this like artwork stuff out of bones, not thinking like I'm gonna make this so people can come see it. No, that he was, was the point. just making it for himself. No, oh, no, that okay, was the okay. point. So basically, he was like, I want to turn this into like into a like thing. like he used. I forget what it like. Is it? No, I don't have an internet connection. I have it like on my iPad. Um, he for, forget like what the you can term connect to the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. We have the password. One, oh, it's one, two, two three, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, eight. I only have like seven percent battery life. But all right. So, um, but yeah, like he studied it and was like, I think like he wanted it to. He wanted to create a place of reflection and tranquility to like really like. Like, I want you to appreciate your lives because there are literally a pile of dead bodies out here. And so, yeah. And so, like, it became the mausoleum or the catacombs that you see today. Wow. Um, but the portion that the public walks through is only one, like, very small portion. And that's, like, like I think it's almost, like, two miles that you walk. And that's not even, like, it goes, like, the entirety, like, underneath of Paris. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I have some fun facts real quick that I Why thought Why don't were they great. let people walk through more of it? Because it can be very dangerous because they're not, there's not electricity that's all throughout that. And so when you walk into the catacombs, like, you're walking under light. And they, like, paved the way. And they have, like, they created emergency exits and stuff. The rest of those catacombs, like, they don't have that. And It's just the original. Yeah. And the reason why they're able to be suspended and stay as well as they are is kind of like why in Manhattan hasn't fell into the river or like ocean whatever is because it's on limestone and limestone is super 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 strong which is why like because i'll be honest with you the whole time i was down there I was like i'm gonna crush to death yeah so yeah but um but yeah it's that's that's why essentially huh. so um but what was funny is in 2004 the uh, french popo discovered a fully equipped theater in one of the caverns it had a full bar it had full seats full projection equipment like they showed like thriller and film noir pieces and they were like they had to this day have no idea how they got the electricity and like figured it all out like they did have, they find out who was like running no it? they have no idea they just closed it down yeah and then like that's th- fucking dope yeah, there were like kids that ended up getting stuck down there for like 11 days and stuff like it was crazy yeah, because, like, there's different entrances you can go into, and, like, they're, like, do not enter, da-da-da-da. But the kids are, like, sure, whatever. Yeah, like, General Hospital mimicked this episode, I think. So I've lo- I watched General Hospital as a soap opera, and, uh, like, Jocelyn, Jax, and uh, her boyfriend, like, went into the Port Charles catacombs, which is ridiculous, and it was very similar. They got stuck. They were down there for, like, a day, and then they got saved by Jason. Anyone <laughs> who watches Charles General Hospital... Catacombs. Yeah, anyone who watches General Hospital will understand what I'm talking about. There are real-life stories. There's one, I don't remember the details, but one of a, a girl who was down with friends in some sort of catacomb or something, and mm-hmm. she got lost and died down there because yeah. she couldn't get out. No, that's, out like, a common thing no, that happens. Yeah. It's, yeah, to, that's, like, one of the most horrifying ways to die. Yeah. That opinion. sounds so... Yeah. Oh, 
right? Because you just can't see anything. Another but you know you're dying. fun fact: the right. uh, the dude who wrote like Cinderella, Puss in Boots, Red Riding Hood, he is rumored to also be buried in the catacombs because he died around that time. So we they, don't know where he could be all over yeah, the place. He could literally be his femur could be on the left, his head could be wow. on the right. Um, and then, um, oh, this was really cool. So the same guy who created it, the Louis guy, conducted an experiment, and in one of the basins, he put four goldfish, and they survived, but they went blind, and they weren't able to reproduce. Yeah. And then- Just from being in the dark all the time? Yeah. So one of the things that scientists do is they study down there because- like you know like how like the deep 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 ocean there's some scary motherfucker critters yes so basically it's the same thing that there's these certain crustaceans that exist in these catacombs because like they they and they're weird looking because they don't get light and so yeah who put them down there no they just exist just yeah just crabs in the catacombs crustaceans so yeah technically you could have a catacomb crab so you think maybe like some of those bodies had some crabs and yeah. then they multiplied when the bodies died and now they become this weird thing? Nah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But there is one guy I who was you. down there and he got trapped down there and literally his bones are like still where they are at. Like I didn't see that, but they're like there. So yeah, it's yeah. But like right. I was a little disappointed to like find out that it was just like Oh, we ran out of room, so we got to find somewhere else to put these dead bodies. Let's put them in that hole. And that's how the cat... I thought it'd be something cool, and it's not. It's I found it... I'm like, that's very but boring. But that's fascinating that uh, there's so many dead bodies that it fills up almost the, the entirety entire of under well, Paris. you know, the plague does that. Well, okay, so... so- this could take me off on a whole nother That's tangent fine. that we've talked about a little bit, but it's that whole mindset of like at that point in time, it was so normal to be around death oh, yeah. and to be around a dead body. Yeah. And now in Western civilization, like, I've talked about ooh. it before, we push it away. We want to yeah, hide it. We want to dress it up. We want to put makeup on it. We right. want to embalm it. it. But there, they're like, just fucking, we got to do something with them. Put them in a hole because yeah. it's just so every yeah, day. Yeah, it was like what? Like the like the end of the like, 19th century, the beginning of the 20th that this started happening because like Mento Mori was like huge thing like people would just like take photos of dead bodies and like hang because out. that's the only right. image that they would have exactly. left of them yeah and then yeah no em- embalming didn't come around until the civil war sure, sure, when sure. they were like we want to preserve the body to make it home right. off the battlefield and Correct. then it almost became like a, a selling point yeah that's and exactly it was, it's not necessary it's ridiculous i have a lot of feelings oh, on yo, fun fact about t-nut uh i almost went to mortuary science school Girl, did you have you read Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and other no, tales? I from read the, um, the what is it? Oh, what's it called? Um, it's about cadavers. I forget the name of the book, but anyway. do you know Caitlin Doherty? The name sounds very familiar. She's huge uh, part of the like green burial movement. Like mm, she's a starter of it. Yeah. I'll have to lend you Smoke Gets in Your Eyes Please and do. other tales from the crematory. It yeah. is from her early time working as an assistant at a crematory, yeah. and it is fascinating it's so good yeah the one one basically the main reason why so like they're in this area there are so there's the school of more the pittsburgh school of mortuary sciences which is in pittsburgh and it's like four-year eight-year college like you learn all the stuff and then there is in the mercer community college in new jersey they have a mortuary science like associate's degree program the problem was is at least back then all of these funeral homes were owned by families so it's very difficult to not 
be get into it if you're not already yeah. in it and that's kind of the main reason why I left but I wanted to do like I wanted to fix the faces of people like like basically you learn surgery yeah you know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah like that was a, that was another day another time so Ooh, that's cool I digress so I if we if you if you listened last episode when I was on I like I don't consider myself like uh, medium by any means but like I feel like I feel stuff like sensitive yeah like like when I talked about my thing like I felt like some death. people just shine yeah he so, got the shining Teresa's got the shining it's true why do they call that movie the shining because <laughs> Jack Nicholson is a star the shining star <laughs> that was terrible I'm sorry it's okay here's Johnny mm. My beverage is still cold. <laughs> Why? Thanks, roommate. Because she's drinking out of a brewmate. Oh. So I, okay, so I was really nervous to go into the catacombs because it was like, people have died here. Like, they're literal dead bodies. Like, it's scary. Like, cool. So I just take a breath and like, if you don't get vertigo from going down all these fucking steps, like, oh. there, it's a circle. It's, it's I give up. It's a circle stairway. <laughs> I haven't even started. I don't want to do it. And like, I, I have to pull up my phone. I forget Thanks. how many I steps I had that day. Like, it was insane. I had, like, so you go all the way down, you go all the way down, you go all the way down. And like, you walk through like a little museum thing. And like, they. Of course. Yeah. The freaking gift yeah. Shop. Well, that's at the end. You want a femur? Right. We got extra femurs. And then you just keep walking. You walk and walk and walk and walk. And you're not even near bone yet. Like, but like, the entrance like keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller just because like. I guess people didn't want to keep digging that high up. And then finally you walk in and it is literally from floor to ceiling bones everywhere. There's pile of bones. Like, cause sometimes the displays have, have over time have deteriorated and you know, like de- decay does that. And so like, like bones will just fall. Like mm-hmm. people, like I heard in conversation, like we have been to the catacombs multiple times and been there when they heard the crash of the bones and because you're down there sound carries so it sounds like you're being caved in on yeah um it was just like i didn't i just felt unwell like it wasn't anything like it wasn't malicious it wasn't painful it was just like heavy it was very very heavy i can imagine it's i mean you're suddenly surrounded by your own mortality oh totally and they have they have quotes in latin about mortality and like death and like what it means to to be and i was like i was a little i was a little disappointed because like my favorite quote i'm not i can't say it in latin because i'm i don't speak it but it's by martin luther and it's like living i was your living i was your plague and dying i shall be your death and it was just like i was like i just kept thinking that over and over and over again mm-hmm. like just being around these people and being like you're faced with your own mortality being down here yeah. and i think that was the intention was like y'all we died a lot a lot of us are dead and now we're here and it's in your face. And you're it, going to die. Yeah. Period. And like and then we got to a point where like there was a beam of light and it was like a, like like a storm drain essentially. And I looked up and it was so far up. I've never like I've never like it made me feel like I was in a movie watching like like watching a kid like I watched Billy get trapped in a well and I was Billy. Mm-hmm. Like it's terrifying. You were just so far down. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, if I were a person in the 1700s, like working on this, like, right? 
It's terrifying. How, d- did anyone die? Yeah. While, yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I can only imagine how many like, unwell spirits or whatever uh, yeah. are down there. And they were like, like oh, well, yeah, just push them over there. It happens. Yeah. Add them to the display. Well, it's like how like people are built into cathedrals. Yeah. Because like, they're like, well, he's already dead. So you just put him in there. Put him in the mortar. Um, but it was incredible. It was really like, of course, like the other thing I hate about touristy stuff is like you have assholes. Like there's these asshole kids and they were just like, <sighs> they're like, I'm going to touch the slimmer and see what happens. And I was like, God, I hate Dude, you why all. Why do you have to be like this? And surprise, they were Americans. Yeah. Um, big surprise. But it was incredible. It was a really interesting experience. Like, I was exhausted just because, like, emotionally it was exhausting and, like, Aww. all of the steps and stuff. And, like, but, like, you're in darkness. Like, they have lights and stuff, but, like, they can't put too many lights and stuff down there. Are you, like, did you have, like, your phone out? You, for like some parts, like, because I wanted to see stuff. So, like, yeah. they have, like, built-in cages in some of, like, these little tiny one-off caverns because they don't want people to go in there for various reasons. Um, and, like, and I looked and I, like, saw, like, like, I lit, like, I lit the light and, like, I totally saw a rat, like, go through, like, an eye cavern of a... Some Indiana Jones shit Yeah, right there. I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> Um, but they block off a lot of stuff, and I think because they they've learned that people, people are going to fuck it up. Yeah, that and like people are going to go like if you don't put out a trail for people to walk on, they're going to meander and they're literally wherever they want. They're every but everything looks like this is the problem is everything looks exactly the same down there. Yeah. So like you. Like, yeah, and we, 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 then when we got up, we were like five, four or five miles, like from where we started. Yeah. Like, or it might be a little yeah. less than that. That sounds about right. Like, and it was cause like we got like back up and we were like, where are we? Like, and we saw like, uh, the, like they're the French Dwayne Reed, like their version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were like, oh, okay. There it is. We're over there. Dwayne Reed. Dwayne Reed. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really incredible. Like, wow. And that was like that and the Jorge adventure were like the two best parts of the trip um and it was i think i can't remember if that's if that was the day i can't remember i don't like we did so much in or four days that we were there but um it was it was really cool and i would suggest for anybody if you're like into that like i thought it was worth the wait for me personally don't get general admission tickets because if be- you happen to go to paris yeah like yeah right if you go to paris and go to the catacombs like deb you should definitely check it out it is cool like it's not it's not going to be as exciting i think as some people would want it to be like i'd love to do like, it. like shout out to colleen like it's not going to be like the cemetery or anything <laughs> like that it's just like it's just like these are bones and they're displayed in a pretty way um you have these inside you yeah <laughs> But We're it was it was inspiring because like you don't like you know that the world has seven or so billion people in it, but like you know that you know that number, and when you and like you know that a city has thousands of people in it, but like when you go down and you see hundreds of thousands of bones, like just never mind like femurs and shit because people have multiples of those, but the skulls, like you only have one head, and just just walls and walls and walls and walls literally from the floor to the ceiling of just heads you're like what holy shit like it's like wow an entire city population is under here like it was it was crazy yeah it's heavy it was real heavy 
And then I got drunk off wine and ate so much cheese because I had a cope. <laughs> you had a catacope. Oh! Hey! But I teach. Thank you for listening. That's the time stories. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions? I don't have any questions. Do okay. you have any questions, Stephanie? I, I don't have questions. Cool. I have a Comment? fun bit of yeah. information. Yeah, do it up. Um, so you guys ever heard of, I used to use this spray called um, Four Thieves, like when we lived together. Um, but it's this like natural spray, but uh, I got it from the soapbox. But it's not originally from the soapbox. Uh, there are different places that sell Thieves spray. Uh, and it's an all-natural antibacterial spray, but there's, like, a story that goes behind why it's called that. Mm-hmm. And I knew about it from the soapbox, and I think they have something at Lush or somewhere now that has the same, like, mix of herbs, and I'll read about them in a second. But they also call it Thieves, and I was explaining it to Val, and the guy working behind the counter was like, I have never heard that before, and that's really cool, and I want to tell people. So... It comes originally from a vinegar. It's Four Thieves Vinegar, and it's a concoction of vinegar either from red wine, white wine, cider, or distilled white infused with herbs, spices, or garlic that was believed to protect users from the plague. So it was the first, like, antibacterial Mm. creation. Now, they didn't know that's what it was. Like, they kind of thought it was, was like, just just magical. Yeah. Yeah, Science definitely mystical. Right. It's either (laughs) a witch or God, I mean. Um, But the recipe for this vinegar has almost as many variations on its legend. So the specific vinegar composition is said to have been used during the medieval period when the Black Death was happening to prevent the catch of this dreaded disease other similar types of herbal vinegars have been used as medicine since the time of hippocrates early recipes for this vinegar called for a number of herbs to be added into the vinegar solution and left to steep for several days the following vinegar recipe hung in the museum of paris in 1937 and is said to have been an original copy of the recipe posted on the walls of uh, marcellus during an episode of the plague. So take three pints of strong white wine vinegar and a handful of each wormwood, meadow sweet, wild marjoram, sage, 50 cloves, two ounces of campanula roots, two ounces of angelic, rosemary, and whorehound, and three large measures of champor. Place the mixture in a container for 15 days. Strain and express the bottle used by rubbing it on the hands, ears, and temples from time to time when approaching a plague victim. Huh. Plausible reasons for not contracting the plague was that the herbal concoction contained natural flea repellents. Yeah. Uh, since the flea is the carrier of the plague, Bacillus Euseria pestis, wormwood has properties similar to cedar as an insect repellent, right. as do aromatics such as saves, cloves, camphor, rosemary, and campanula. Meadowsweet, although known to contain salicylic acid, is mainly used to mask odors like decomposing bodies. Right. Modern day versions of Four Thieves vinegar include various herbs that typically include sage, lavender, thyme, rosemary, along with garlic. Additional herbs sometimes include rue, mint, and wormwood. It has become traditional to use four herbs in the recipe, one for each thief. Though earlier recipes often have a dozen or more herbs, it's still sold in Provence. In Italy, a mixture called Seven Thieves Vinegar is sold as a smelling salt, though its ingredients appear to be the same as in Four Thieves mixtures. Why is it called Thieves, right? (laughs) Finally. The usual story declares that a group of thieves during a European plague outbreak were robbing the dead and the sick. Smart. When they were caught, they offered to exchange their secret recipe, which had allowed them to commit the robberies without catching the disease. 
in exchange for leniency. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Uh, that's super smart. That's pretty yeah. smart. Another version says that the thieves had already been caught before the outbreak and their sentence had been to bury dead plague victims to survive this punishment. Oh. They created the vinegar. The Either way, city- they win. Yeah, right? right. I mean, they're alive. So the city in which this win. has happened is usually said to be Marcel or Toulouse. And the time period can be given anywhere between the 14th and 18th century, depending on the storyteller. An alternative theory says four thieves vinegar could be a corruption of four thieves vinegar, a concoction created by a salesman named Richard Forthave. But this was published in a satirical article. Yeah. yeah in the okay. Mirror of Literature, Amusement and Instruction, Volume 12, 1828, page 89. Another source, the book Abrégé de toute la médecine pratique, right, published well, in 1741, seems to attribute its creation to George Bates, though Bates' own published recipe for anti-pestilential vinegar is uh, his Pharmacopoeia Botania does not specifically use the name thieves or four thieves. Um, but yes, so the concoction Whoa. is called thieves because the thieves would use right. that. And they would not get sick when they would rob the people who died of the want, plague. Do you want to know one of my funniest things, like tidbits I've ever heard about, like the plague and like the Middle Ages sure. and stuff? So, like, I had to do like a research report on like biological warfare, mm. and no doubt that these MFers would take plague victim blankets, put them in catapults, and just throw them at people. <gasps> yeah. I was like, what a dick move. Oh, my God. They're like, I'm not going to stab that you. That is some warfare. Well, I'm, gonna, I mean, you I'm know just about gonna... the American government and the smallpox oh, blankets. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's totally same thing. Yeah. yeah they were like, Here, uh, here's us charitably giving the natives some blankets. No. It's cold in the wintertime. Covered time. in smallpox. JK, yeah. they're covered in smallpox, which yeah. you've never been exposed to, to because you're not European, European and you're all going to die. Yeah. Because Fuck the American Yeah, government. and I was just like, man, white people are terrible. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, a long history of being terrible. Oh, God, we're the worst. Let's just, let's just put all the bodies in a pile under the city. Yeah, let's build them into cares? something cool. Who cares? Let's make them look pretty, and people are going to love it. Yeah. I mean, people stand outside online for an hour in centuries from now when they have all the technology in the world and they're still going to look at these piles of bones. Mm-hmm. It's true. You yeah. go past the fourth eaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a pillar to build over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was also in Paris, like, when the cathedral burned down. Like, I had just left that morning. But I like I'm notorious for like going on vacation and something terrible happens. And then you ruin wherever you were at. Well, yeah, like I went to Las Vegas and like I was there for the shooting. Oh my god, yeah. Teresa. And then and then like so then I go yeah it was terrible. So then we're there for that and then I don't think anything happened in Amsterdam. But like there's a terrorist attack in like in Ireland, like in Northern Ireland, like a uh, uh, a reporter got murdered, and I was just like. Fuck, I can't travel anymore. Like Yeah, you're killing people. I'm just Hurricane Maria when they were on the cruise ship out in the Caribbean that fucked up Puerto Rico. She's like, We're going on another cruise. And I was like, Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Because I want to stay Caribbean. far away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Go to the Caribbean again. Staying yeah. away. Fuck it up. She's like, What Caribbean after I'm done? Oh, no. Ooh, the one thing like that's where my people I wanna are from. like I don't wanna do it because I will die, so but like I want to like ex- like I want to like be near the Bermuda Triangle. <sighs> I know. That's... Girl, you would tempt fate, you, you dirty would bitch. ruin the Bermuda Triangle, but it would probably kill you in the process. Yeah. So it would be take like each a, other down. a big explosion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It'd be a real who's going to sit on the Iron Throne, Teresa or the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about it. Let's end the episode, please. <laughs> That's tonight. That's in yeah, a few Yeah, the hours. last episode's tonight. By the time this comes out, it'll have already happened, and you'll all be talking about and it. And we'll all be disappointed all of you will be even more. Shoot, boot, doodle-loop, boot. What's your theory? What do you think's going to happen? It's all going to suck. They were all talking about it on NPR, and I was like, ooh, on NPR? Tell me about it. Like, their theories. I've had a lot of theories, and so far none of them have come true because the writers have chosen to take the easy way out with everything. So all I can figure is they're going to take the easy way out with the end, and... John or Arya is going to kill Daenerys and then John's going to take the throne but Sansa's really going to be in charge. Oh, no, Sansa's going to totally kill John. Uh, San- you think Sansa's going to kill John? Totally. I don't think she would kill him. Oh, she might. No, uh, she go. All right. If I've learned anything, now I watched the first season and then I haven't watched it since. Oh, cool. Yeah, tell us what you think, Teresa. Yeah. Okay, so, boom. Daenerys killed all them people. Spoiler alert. Like, because like, like, I saw the last episode. And then, like, I don't think Cersei's dead, by the way. Did they pull just she nothing? is? No, they totally pulled a soap opera move. Okay, because you don't. She said goodbye I, to the character. The actress said goodbye to the character. Say that about Jamie because Jamie didn't do that. Jamie didn't. Yeah. So there's a conspiracy. Why did she say goodbye to the character on social media? It's well, a thing every time now. people, whenever right when their character dies, like that actor will be like, <sighs> they're like goodbye, so and so. You good did so well for such yeah. and such years. And there's this whole talk about how Incorrect. she did that. But Lena Headey did he that. Did but the not. actor. Who plays All right, fine. Jamie Dixon? One of them, so Jamie, one of them is alive, okay. No, no, no. What does they, it matter if Jamie's let, alive? I'm gonna get to it. All right, so they All right, pulled. Miss, I watched the first episode yeah, and I'm, nothing else. I read he the won't books. be the Kingslayer all over again. I'm a curious. I read the books. Oh my god! No, nah, no, nah, I, I read like the first three. Oh my uh, god! All right, well, tell me what you think. <laughs> so either Cersei and Jamie, or Jamie or Cersei are still alive. There's going to be a big old fight between Daenerys and whatever living one that happens. Daenerys is going to kill that that bitch, and then. Uh, Arya or whomever is going to kill Daenerys or they might kill the dragon and then kill her because like by killing the dragon you kill her kind of thing and then Jon Snow is going to be all like I'm up in charge of this bitch and then Sansa's going to be like nope and then cut his head off and that's going to be the end that's going to be the most prolific amount of deaths in this entire season to <laughs> save for the last episode yeah. so I'm so sorry but that is not going to fucking happen <laughs> whatever I don't care but I will I laugh my like ass Daenerys off I is going to be on the yeah. throne for a bit and then they're going to kill De- like I think she's going to get it and she's going to think like I've got it and then somebody else is going to kill her either John or Arya yeah. or whoever I kind of hope everybody dies that'd and that dope. they destroy the like the Iron Throne gets destroyed. Honestly, that's what I thought the Night King was going to do. That whole fucking shenanigan with the Night King. Don't get he me started. He was gone so fast. So fast. Bridget, you built him up from the first episode. He has been there. He has been a threat. You built up him versus John the entire episode. And now, all of a sudden, you're in Deus Ex Machina Arya in there? What the fuck? <laughs> The mood is tense. Yeah, well, this is this episode is taking a Game of Thrones turn, but like in the way that this season has not done with the real Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've been playing the shit out of this game called Sally's Salon, which I used to play. I'm sorry, what? On my iPod Touch. <laughs> Where was 
going now? I'm coming around to it. <laughs> and this new company Are there bought dragons it. And white walkers? And this new yeah, company bought it. And they them. have the regular levels. And then there's also these challenges. And one of the challenges was called the Game of Chairs. Dumb. <laughs> And because you have all these different booths, right? You've got like where the girls get their hair cut, where they get their manicure booth, they got where their hair get dried. And in this challenge, everybody wants to sit in every chair. So you have to move fast enough that you're not at a point where they're gridlocked, where people want to sit in the chairs that are already taken. Kind of. Yeah, totally. But it's called the Game of Chairs. Right. Who wins in no the game of chairs? No one wins in the game of chairs. <sighs> really, though. Cersei was wrong. She's like, you win or you die. Bitch, you die anyway. Even if you win, you win for a little bit until you die. Right. I know. That's It's a freaking it's just common all of, theme. Because what if the, <laughs> if the story had started, you know, fucking 15 years ago, then the winner was Robert Baratheon. If the story ended yeah, but then with, he like, died. Keith, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Everyone dies. You only you can win for a little bit. Even if you win the crown, you win the crown until you die. I know. So this you win or you die is nonsense because you win, you still die. Everybody dies. In the game, of the- you die. I know. The game is you die. Which is why it would have made sense for the undead to take over. Sean right. Bean died in the first season. Spoiler alert. Then there's a red wedding where all the people get their heads. Lady gets stabbed in the baby. It was graphic. Aria was outside. Then they brought out her family's heads and the dog's head. It was crazy. Yeah. I quit watching. Season five is too stressful. Yeah, she couldn't watch it anymore. Anxiety. I can't. It's too stressful. It's too stressful. It. So, like, I'm stressed, yeah. but for yeah. not the right reasons. Like, I'm used to being stressed because I'm the story like, has me stressed. Now right. I'm stressed because Seeing I'm like, what all are the you stuff doing? that people are posting about it has made me so glad I didn't stick with it. Because I'm like, I, I mean, can't, I can't. We're going to watch have it tonight. Lo- I can't have experienced Lost all over again. It was hard enough right. the first time with Lost. I, I know. Do it I saw again. a meme that was like, well, at least Lost won't be the worst show that, like, the worst way a show ended now no the, the worst ending for dexter. a show ever was dexter dexter, dexter, so is bad. dexter is bad i always like to say but the best ending for a show ever was six feet under you're six very feet true under, yes yeah. Yeah. i always right. like the finale of six i like feet under just is the best. started watching that show it was very good well i'll just tell you now oh i don't care if you spoil it for i'm me. not spoiling it for you i'm just telling you like you, like the ending is great i feel awesome. like so many shows i watch and you get to the end and you're like meh, meh. the ending of six feet under made all the parts of six feet under that were difficult to get through worth it awesome i like that i like when it they do slumps that. like you the know, end of season three and then season four is like and then season you know five what is it good is? again and like, the finale is when amazing. that happens like it means that the writers really care and like took a retrospective and like like that's something that like frustrates me with game of thrones is like they're not paying attention they to what care. they did no so, and like the same thing with dexter I was like when they killed Rita I was like oh you don't care you don't That's, care about the story I had to stop watching I was like you I don't care like, about the story anymore no, you like don't. this is purely for your own egos now yep. but yeah like I like I know it's not the same thing but like how Boy Meets World ended like was so satisfying to me because it yeah. ended in a perfect way but how that 70s show ended I wanted to like throw my TV across the room like after Eric leaves Wisconsin like if totally it jumps awful. the shark yeah. and I was like you should have ended the show there but because you wanted more money from Fox Scrubs you, did yeah. the same thing so, oh my god so the end of Scrubs kills me and it's beautiful and then they just freaking oh, keep it going keep it oh man that's because you awful. don't care because you don't care 
anyway, sorry. Dead Ter- Time Stories has become Bye. TV stories, mm. recap TVs, and that's not what this is for. Our bonus episodes are for this kind of content. Right, I was going to say, if you like this kind of content. So if you like this conversation, you should go to our Patreon. Yo, do it. And give us some money, and we're going to give you more bonus content like this, but in like a full episode somebody, all in your own. So yes, get it. did I tell you that somebody gave me a suggestion for what to call it? I think it was Christina, oh, I love but I'm it. not what? positive. I seen it. Oh my God, I love it. That's great. So the bonus <laughs> episodes are, it. I seen it, where I describe uh, horror movies to Sarah that she's never seen, but I have. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Mixed with some bloopers, too. We'll do some blooper Though reels That yeah. comes with the $5 subscription to our Patreon. So yep, if you it. want to support our show, you can subscribe to our Patreon if you go to patreon.com slash deadtime stories. And all one word with a Z. And also, like, yeah, like if you are a person and you're like, how do I support like local comedians or local artists? Like, this is a great way to do it. If you're like, I have, like, if you're going to spend $5 to see a show, but you're like, you're not committed to the show, like, this is a great way. Way to do that because you think it's just five dollars but like it's equipment it's it's getting promos it's like it's a whole like five dollars goes a really long way yes it does and i think um so does a dollar people yes. that can that came on after we had already announced it i think include my brother and christina um y'all thanks for having me i had so much fun of course teresa we love teresa having thank you. you so much for coming on we're, we're so happy things. we could make this doing uh, dream our a reality stuff. yeah <laughs> so our patreon has three levels one dollar gets you access to our Facebook group, which is the Patreon exclusive. Five dollars gets you access to I seen it, what? the bonus I episodes of the show. It. And fifteen dollars gets you Girl. the faint flatulence collection. Hell yeah. Where we will That's actually my- send you a handcrafted, hand captured ghost fart in a jar straight to your door once a month, every month. And it and is a collection. It's so exciting. make sure you sign up every month. Yeah. And in that one dollar tier, in that Facebook group, we're also gonna start doing live streams. Yes. So if you're excited about that, mm. yeah, watch us talk and hang out before we record. If you're like, they sound beautiful, are they? The answer is yes. yes sometimes. Oh, thank you so much. So if you want to support us, of course, and you don't have the money, you can also do that by giving us a five star review on Please. iTunes, on Facebook, wherever you listen to podcasts. It seriously makes such oh, my a gosh. difference, and it's you a guys. Huge, you don't understand help for us if you Mm -hmm. want to reach out to us you can email us at deadtime stories with a z all one word at gmail.com you can find us on instagram on facebook and we're all over the place Teresa, do you have anything you want to plug i'm not in anything recently um i'm coming back into everything um no well actually yeah but it's just a thing like hi um, donate to ACLU and donate to Planned Parenthood. Yes, bitch, because um, Roe v. Wade yeah, is under yes. attack. My, my shows don't matter. This does. So donate, um, support, also trust and support your female friends or, you know, female identifying friends. Anyone who can get an abortion, support them, basically. So if you're like, Tina, where can I see you? You can fucking see me at the picket line. Go there. Dang. Dang. So, I love it. Strong I love woman. Teresa so much. Thank you, Teresa. Oh, my God. Thank you. Y'all, so fun. Thanks, Brewmates. Thanks, Thanks Brewmates. At Brewmate. Everyone tweet at Brewmates so that they will maybe sponsor us. You with an umlaut. M-A-T-E. We would love to I love you. I love you, Thank you, Brewmate. Yeah, you. Cool. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. I'm Tina. And this has been Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Thanks for me. Thanks for me.
Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 